Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman. I'm a registered dietitian specializing in intuitive eating and health at every size. I'm also the founder of the Intuitive RD, a project that aims to provide weight-inclusive nutrition education through workshops, online courses, retreats, written content, and private counseling. Join me as we explore the foundations of the non-diet approach to health and wellness and chat with leading professionals in the field. Hey guys, welcome to episode 10 of Intuitive Bites. For the episode today, we're talking all about finding intuitive eating after weight loss surgery. And I have someone really awesome to talk with about this topic, uh, and that is Jem from Intuitive. I will link uh, below to her Instagram page so you can check her out. Um, she has a lot of great insight on this topic because she's really experienced it herself in her personal, personal story. Uh, so I think you're really going to enjoy the conversation today, particularly if you have any interaction with you know uh, bariatric patients or you're one of them yourself and you're kind of diving into this intuitive eating world and um, kind of trying to figure out how it can work for you uh, in your particular case. So for those of you who don't know, I do have a couple years of experience working with bariatric patients. Um, That's just kind of how my career unfolded um, as a new dietitian when I, you know, finished my internship. Uh, And as I kind of made this transition into non-diet nutrition and, you know, weight-inclusive nutrition, I have steered away from, from bariatrics in my day job, but I still really have a passion for that patient population uh, because I work so closely with them um, for for a long time. And I think that it's so important that when we're talking about intuitive eating, we're talking about everyone and really anyone that wants to incorporate this into their lifestyle. Um, I truly believe that it's, you know, it's, it's our right, it's our birthright to be able to eat in a way that feels intuitive and feels good to each and every one of us. And in the case of weight loss surgery, it can become a little bit more complicated, you know, tuning into your internal cues for hunger and fullness. They can change on a daily basis, you know. Um, it's not really cut and dry. Um, and of course, that's true for, for anyone, but I think in the case of uh, weight loss surgery, that's especially more complex. So Jem has a, a lot of insight into this idea and we kind of dive into um, some of her story and just talking about, you know, um, how she made this jump from, you know, diet after weight loss surgery and really, really strict guidelines around her food to now eating in an intuitive way. So it's really great. Um, without any uh, further rambling on my part, let's go listen to my conversation with Jem. Hi, Jem. Thank you so much again for coming on today. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. So I'm really excited to have you on because I know we've chatted in the past and yeah. um, we've had really good conversations. So basically the, the topic I'd love to explore with you a bit today is um, this idea of incorporating and integrating intuitive eating after weight loss surgery. 
yeah. which is something I know that you know a lot about. So before we kind of jump into that, maybe could you just kind of give my listeners a little bit of background on, you know, kind of your knowledge with that and your, your life experience with it and, and your background? Sure. So um, I have spent the majority of my life, probably since, I don't know, around say 10 years old, dieting, being encouraged to change my body, try to be in a smaller body. And within diet culture would be considered as somebody who has struggled with their weight. And so throughout my life, I have yo-yo dieted and ultimately ended up in a, in a, in a big body. And about 18 months ago, just over 18 months ago, I actually had a weight loss surgery. So I had a gastric sleeve and I did lose significant weight. But what I kind of found is that after the, uh, the instant gratification of weight loss surgery, um, celebration, you know, you look so great, (laughs) you're so skinny now, that kind of stuff. It feels really great for a while. And, um, you know, it's very enjoyable at first, especially if you're somebody who has always been judged for your weight or has always wanted to be in a smaller body. But what I learned quite quickly is that it didn't actually make me truly happy. It didn't make me love my body any more than I did when I was 300 pounds. Um, And so I came across intuitive eating and was at a point in my life where I really felt ready for that. And I have really just jumped with jumped in with both feet and for the majority of this year so far I have really um you know I've explored a lot of resources I have begun eating intuitively I have ditched the diet mentality mm-hmm. um and really got into it and I've just found that it has been the absolute best thing that I have ever done for myself surgery That's included amazing. yeah Wow. Um, you touched on a couple things there that I just wanted to, to ask about. So um, one thing that you said was, you know, you felt like you were, you stumbled upon intuitive eating and you were in a place in your life where I guess you were ready for it. So like, I guess like, what does that mean to you? Like, what do you think that it looked like for you to be ready for it? And do you think that there are some people that or maybe have our post-surgery and might not be ready for it. Like what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, for me personally, I was at a point where, so I'd had this weight loss surgery. My sleeve was supporting me. Yes, I was losing weight or at least maintaining what I had lost. I didn't ever get to a goal weight, you know, as a, as a surgeon or a doctor mm. would give you, not that, you know, there should be goal weights, you know, all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But so I didn't ever get to that goal weight. I, but you know, my sleeve was still supporting me. However, what I was finding is that I didn't feel like I was successful. And the reason for that is because I went back to my old eating habits just on a very different scale. I was Mm. still binging, but I call it bariatric binging. Um, I was still pushing myself to feel excessively uncomfortable. Um, I, you know, I just, I just had this feeling that something mentally isn't fixed here and and you know when you go into a weight loss surgery that this isn't going to fix your your mind um and we're told that over and over again and it is so true it's it, it's so true so i just found that i was eating in a way that i knew that once that sleeve stopped supporting me i was only going to end up back where i was so and it wasn't making me happy so 
I looked for a nutritionist to try and help me with the thought that they would give me a diet plan mm-hmm. and accidentally stumbled across <laughs> an intuitive eating nutritionist. And she was like, I'm never going to give you a diet plan. I don't focus on weight. <laughs> and for someone who doesn't want to deal with that stuff, I was like, I don't have to go on a diet. Okay, this is interesting. So the more I learned about it, the more I realized, you know, this might actually be worth giving a go. The way I felt about it was, I've dieted my whole life. Am I really going to continue to do the same thing and expect different results? So it's very hard to say because I think that for a lot of people, for a lot of women, and I shouldn't just say women, but it is very predominant among women. um, When you are successful at being in a smaller body, whether it's through weight loss surgery, dieting, whatever, you are seen as being a successful person. You've got your stuff together. Mm-hmm. You, you figured it out. You cracked the code and people kind of look up to you. And so I can totally understand why people who have had weight loss surgery and, are, you know, and are just living in the glory of being in a smaller body because life is so much easier with other mm-hmm. people in society. You fit in chairs, you know everything that's made difficult for you when you're a bigger person suddenly goes away. So I can understand why some people maybe don't feel ready because there's such a fear of gaining weight when you stop dieting. Right. Right. I think that that's just such a big point right there. And you, you got me thinking with your talking there about something that's so problematic. I find with the process before surgery is that it's so, it doesn't address the fear that people have regarding their body and regarding food. Yeah. It's simply like really just from like a a really high level understanding of what the surgery is doing is it is shrinking the, you know, supposed portion of food that you're supposed to be allowed to consume. But that doesn't say, like you said, it doesn't say anything about mentally, you know, or even physically, how you're going to make your body feel with food. Like, like you called it bariatric binging. Like, is that really better because maybe you're losing weight because it's a smaller amount, but you're making yourself feel really terrible and kind of using food to cope with things that it really can't solve, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, for sure, that's what I was doing. Like, I may not have been gaining weight from the binging that I was doing right. at that time, but I felt horrendous. And it was at a point where I was doing it every single night. I would go through the day. I'm gonna, I'm going to be good today. I'll mm. tell myself I'm going to be good, and I would try really hard to stick to this diet. And come the afternoon, early evening, it would all go to, you know, to pot. And I would, I would. That's when I would start binging, and I, I just couldn't stop. I would just allow that food to go down until I didn't feel totally stuffed anymore, and I would just continue doing it. So by the end of the night, I felt terrible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That that is just. I think it's a, it's an experience that I feel like people don't talk about maybe as much because maybe there are, you know, pers- you know, you see the out- outward appearance of somebody and they're losing weight or whatever, especially after a weight loss surgery, it's so drastic. And um, the focus is on the shrinking of your body and how awesome that is and amazing it is. And like some of these underlying problems are kind of swept, swept aside because you're so focused on kind of the the good of the kind of the appraise that you're getting maybe yeah there is a a, um like I was definitely part of the weight loss surgery community and I would Mm -hmm. say that the larger focus is definitely on you know the face-to-face Fridays the transformation Tuesdays you know those side-by-side progress pictures but you do get people who are honest and I really tried to be quite honest and I don't think I was ever truly honest about 
the fact yeah. that I was binging, but I would definitely talk about, you know, the fact that I was struggling to cut out carbs like we were told we were supposed to, that kind of stuff. And, you know, people do, and I have to say actually that probably when I got my most interaction with people was when I would admit that I was struggling to stick to the diet. That is when I would get the most support rallied around me because guess what? Everyone's struggling because it's near impossible. If we couldn't do it before surgery, I don't know why we think we can do it after surgery. Right. I mean, right? <laughs> well, because everyone's telling you, you should be able to, right? But, but you're right. Like, you can, yeah. Like for a while you can, because you're so restricted. So if you can just refuse those foods, then you're eating so little of everything else that mm-hmm. of course it's going to work. But I think long-term, you know, I don't know the numbers myself in terms yeah. of what, you know, like, what, you know, what would be classed as like success and fail rates, but yeah, you know, I just, it's essentially you're doing the same thing, hoping for a different result, but you're just really didn't look, in my opinion, anyway, I feel like you're kind of delaying the inevitable. I agree with you, Jem. I totally yeah. agree with you. Um, so let's get into a little bit about like your experience with um, how, what you felt like was difficult about integrating intuitive eating into your life after weight loss surgery. And this could be, you know, related to, you know, I don't know, struggles with like your hunger and fullness cues or things like that, or really whatever, whatever it means to you. Yeah, I, I'd say there's a few things, definitely the hunger and fullness cues, because I mean, anyone who's had surgery or or looked into surgery will know that those hunger and fullness cues are not, um, they change once you've had surgery. So hunger for me could be a feeling of being a bit lightheaded. It could be, you know, getting a bit cranky. It could be the feeling of, a, you know like I'm about to have a stomach rumble but it never comes mm-hmm. it's not like conventional hunger that we're used to as we grow up um so identifying those things and for me to tackle that I personally just kind of focused on regularly nourishing myself so as long as I'm not still full not still sitting at a point where I feel like I'm satisfied if I feel like I've been, you know I've been empty for a couple of hours then I'm I'm probably going to give myself something to eat because I know that otherwise there's a headache around the corner um and then on the other hand like you said the fullness cues because you you know we're encouraged to eat when we're hungry and stop once we we get full um it's very different after surgery that it can go between one bite you're eating and you're quite comfortable the next bite is like whoa too much Mm -hmm. and the the challenge with that throughout the time that comes after surgery is that those cues are forever changing like I know I went through a, a phase where I would get a runny nose when I was full. Then I went through a phase where I would start to burp a lot when I was full. Then then I had a phase where if I ate too much, you know, it makes you physically vomit. You know, these things all Mm -hmm. change. Whereas now I kind of know, okay, I'm a couple of bites away from being done. So you do have to take some time to relearn how that feels in your body because everyone really is different. And I have a couple of friends in real life who have had surgery and we all have different hunger and fullness cues. So you really just have to identify what that means for you. Um, so that is a, a tough thing to navigate, but I would say more, the hardest part honestly has been the mental um, issues, you know, letting go of that, the dream of having that dream body and what that is supposed to mean for you. And then even more than that is realizing that actually the happiness that's supposed to come from that dream body is actually a lie. It doesn't actually make you happy. It's just that instant gratification of being told and knowing that people think you look great. It doesn't actually, for me anyway, I mean, Mm -hmm. 
it ne- that it it didn't ever make me feel great inside. Therefore, I can only assume that you know if I continue losing more weight, I don't know that that's suddenly going to make a difference. So, but it was letting go of the fact that my whole life I have believed that if I could just lose enough weight, I would just feel great. Um, so that was a big part of like accepting. Okay, so I'm not striving for that anymore. That's not my goal in life, right? Okay, so now every new year I don't have to write that resolution. Sure. Okay. <laughs> it's like okay, what am I going to write now? So, um. Uh, I think as well, after you've had surgery, there are expectations um, held by people around you. So the, for me, I definitely faced a fear of being judged for giving up on myself or, you know, she's even gone to have a weight loss surgery and now she's not trying to lose weight. Now she's not going to diet anymore. Um, it was that fear so of like, yeah, fear of judgment um, from other people, whether it be family, friends even online, even on Instagram, you know, you worry about, you know, I've shared my struggles of my weight loss journey. And now I'm kind of standing here with my hands up saying, Hey, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, so definitely that kind of fear of, um, being judged. And then I would say it's really tough to get past that obsession of what you weigh. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a daily weigher. So for me, every morning, not to be too graphic, but you wake up, you pee, and you go weigh yourself. That's just what you do. And suddenly trying to not have that a part of my day. So I, you know, you weigh yourself, and then that was the determining factor. Was yesterday a good or a bad day? And it almost it almost didn't even matter what I ate. Like if I had had something that was like a binge or whatever, and it hadn't affected me on the scale, it was kind of like, cool. Okay. Got away with that one. And if I had eaten really well and the scale didn't reflect the way I wanted it to, I would be mad at myself. You know, why didn't it work? Why isn't the scale going down? So my day really started off based on what number I saw. So it was kind of like, okay, so now I'm not focusing on that. And then I kind of became obsessed with, what do I think I weigh? Okay, I'm not going to weigh myself, but I wonder what I weigh today. And then trying to really judge by my clothes. And eventually I got through that and was able to just really start gauging how I felt like inside my body rather than what do I physically look like? What do I physically weigh? Yeah. So it's so interesting. Like all of these things that you're talking about, like it's like, all of these things that took up your, your brain space every single day that all of a sudden, like when you came upon intuitive eating, it was like, Oh, well, I'm not going to do that anymore or that or that. Oh. And it's like, it just erased like a, a lot for Honestly, you. Like, the mental capacity that I have now that I can apply to other stuff yeah. is, is just, yeah, it's crazy. I didn't realize how much time I'm, and I haven't even touched on how long I spent entering stuff into my fitness power juggling. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, I'm like, it really was excessive. When I think about how much of my brain power was, was focused on making my body smaller, it honestly blows me away now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So let's turn it over to, you know, the other side of like, what do you feel has been really rewarding about incorporating intuitive eating, um, especially in the case of, you know, after weight loss surgery with mm-hmm. all of this history and focus on weight and focus on your body. Like what, what has been really great about this for you? I think, um, 
like finally letting go of that constant stress. Like it was like a weight on my shoulders constantly, this constant stress of you need to change your body. You need to look better. You should be aspiring to look like this or, you know, just generally just not feeling like you're enough. And you can feel like that at any weight. So at what point do you decide to just, you know, stop feeling like that? And it's so, it's so much easier said than done, but at mm-hmm. some point, where do, where do you draw the line? So for me, it's just like that freedom of just, I don't feel like I'm here to change my body to please somebody else anymore. I just feel like I'm here just trying to accept the body that I do have. Um, also like just not having to diet, restrict myself. I don't feel guilty about anything. I'm, I'm no longer binging. Like that's such a freeing feeling to get rid of that guilt of always feel feeling like you're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. So you kind of swing between this pendulum of feeling, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're dieting successfully with air quotes (sighs) and you swing between this feeling of being like really superior and successful and, as though you've, you know, got it down. And then the next minute you've slipped up and all of a sudden you're a failure, just feeling free from that kind of pendulum of like success and failure all the time. And just, I feel like I'm just being now. I just do whatever feels right. Um, what else has been rewarding? Accepting my body. Definitely. It's a work in progress. I don't know that that ever ends, but I'm, this is something that I worked with a coach. This is something that I um, found really, really useful. You hear a lot about, you know, love your body, love yourself. And it's a really big job to get there. And for me, I'm just focusing on accepting myself. This is me. This is who I am. And just working on whether I like it or not, just accepting it and just accepting that this is what I have and there's no point hating it. And and, and bringing negativity to myself, I may as well just learn to accept it. So it's definitely a process and I'm still going through it, but um, yeah, I would say so that's great. a big part, a plus. Um, yeah. um, the way I always like to think about that too, I think it's an important thing to point out when, when talking about body image and working on that, like it's like, you know, it's not ever going to be perfect you know like it's always going there are always going to be days that are a struggle because of the culture that we live in and especially as people who have had histories of problems with body image and you know all of that like there's it's always going to pop up and the reason I like to point that out is not to say oh it's just kind of a lost cause but to say it's you're not you know failing if those if and when those days do pop up and yeah the good news is there's going to be a ton more like really good body image days um that oh, yeah. would have been there if you hadn't done this work right so um, i completely agree know? yep and the key and the and the goal is not to wake up every day feeling like, Oh my gosh, I want to stare at myself in the mirror all day. This is amazing. I just look so great. Like I think the goal is and should be like, can we spend less time even worrying about or thinking about what our body looks like today? So we have more time to worry about other awesome things. Yeah. And even if you do have a a bad body image day that it doesn't mean that it has to be a trigger to suddenly jump into a diet, change your exercise plan. Like it doesn't, that's not a cause for action. It's 
you can have a day, it's like having a bad hair day. Okay, I've got a bad hair day. It doesn't mean that I have to suddenly go cut my hair off or dye my hair. Like tomorrow will be better. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Right. It doesn't yeah. have to be a trigger for a huge thing. But I think as well, um, something that I, and I don't know if you found the same thing, but I have found that I've started to just believe in myself so much more. I think, mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel as though, I, it, it's not to sound as harsh as it does, but I, I, I value people's opinions, but I'm not taking them all in as much as I used to. I used to care so much about what other people thought. But I think when you realize that you've been really oppressed mm-hmm. throughout your whole life with like some very limiting beliefs, um, you just kind of start to realize that a lot of things you believed about yourself um, you know, diet culture, how women should look. A lot of that stuff is, is actually not true and it's not um, what we should be aspiring to live our lives by. So for me, I just feel as though like it's really given me much stronger opinions and beliefs in myself and um, I definitely did not used to have that at all. Yeah, it, that's so powerful. And in my experience, I feel like that's something that you know, this process can take a long time, but that's something that kind of comes quickly. Once you kind of get a a little of that anger for like what you realize has been going on, like it's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like it it really is one of those things that kind of quickly you're like, oh no, like I am not dealing with that anymore. (laughs) No, I mean, yeah, you become so opposed to it. Like I'm almost... I feel insulted by diet culture. Yes. It's a good, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to be a little bit angry about it. (laughs) Um, Jim, I want to wrap up, but before we do, um, if I could just ask you one last thing um, for any of my listeners who maybe have gone through weight loss surgery or kind of, you know, anything like that. um, Mm -hmm. I just like, would like to hear your thoughts on, you know, what you would say to someone who, is interested in intuitive eating that has been through weight loss surgery? Like, um, what would you be your advice for them? I would say if you have any interest in it, I would say if, if throughout your whole life you have dieted and you've got to a point where, you know, at some point either you believed or someone made you believe that weight loss surgery was an option, continuing the same behaviors is possibly not going to be long-term what you need to be doing. Um, and you need to work that out for yourself. But I think if you are interested, I'll say, take the plunge, get curious, learn about it, read the intuitive eating book, you know, take advantage of the, there's so many resources out there. Um, I would say just, this is such a great thing in terms of the fact that you can't fail. You're only going to learn more about yourself. You don't have to live by somebody else's rules. You can get back in tune with your own body and what it wants. And I think if you do go for it, just accepting that it's a process, um, you know, there's going to be ups and downs. You're going to feel like you want to go back to dieting. You're probably going to overeat. You'll, you'll binge at times, but it's actually all okay because it's all just a learning process. And eventually I think when you, for me anyway, I found when I came through all of that, I, I've just come to a place where I feel like I have found some peace, peace with food, with my body just in general, just being able to not feel like you have to live up to society's expectations and, you know, weight loss is not what you were put on this earth for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, yeah, I would say take advantage of the resources, reach out to as many people as you can. It is a small community, but there is so much great information out there. Um, and I just would say that 
it's just the best thing I've ever done. And I just hope that anyone else that tries it has the same experience. Oh, I love that. That's, that's so great. And, you know, I just thought to ask you one last thing, if you have it on your mind, um, are there any particular like accounts or resources that you like really love or have really found super helpful, um, whether it's related to weight loss surgery or intuitive eating, like anything in particular? Um, for intuitive eating, so many. I mean, the majority of my information comes through Instagram. I obviously read the intuitive eating book. I yes. had an intuitive eating nutritionist. I also had a coach. Um, I don't work with either of them anymore. I feel like I'm at a point where I can kind of, um, you know, move forward on my own. Uh, but they were massively instrumental in, in me getting to where I am. But in terms of, you know, on Instagram, there are so many accounts. I can't start listening now, but yeah, so many, like, if you were to come reach out to me on, on Instagram, I'd be happy to point you in the direction of, of a load of those. Awesome. And I actually, I have a blog post. If you go to my, to my Instagram, any of my listeners, and I put together a list of a ton of Instagram accounts that are, you know, intuitive eating, haze friendly. So um, okay. definitely people can check that out as well. I'm trying to continuously add to it. So, cause there's always new accounts popping up. <laughs> <laughs> So awesome. Great. Well, thank you again, Jen. This is uh, Jen. This has been so, so great. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate sure. it. Yeah. All right, guys. So that is our episode this week with Jem. Go check out the link below to her Instagram and definitely connect with her if you're interested in what she's doing. And other than that, if you have a moment, please do rate this podcast on iTunes, click on the stars, you know, let me know what you're thinking, write a review if you have the time. Um, yeah. And subscribe to it as well. Cause you'll get the updated episodes as they're coming out. Other than that, I hope all of you are having a really good week and I will talk to you soon.